Another week, uh, another episode of Case Files with Kat and Ashley. What? 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 Oh my god, we got it right! <laughs> <laughs> Only three seasons three, in, guys. Three seasons <laughs> in. So what's up? What's up, my friend? What are you doing, girl? Mm. Just getting through. I've already decorated for the Christmas. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just like I'm. I'm just ready. Yeah. Let's go. Let's just happy new year. Uh, All right. Yes. Let's get let's get 2020. <laughs> tell tell 2020 to GTFO. Yes, I feel you there. So. <laughs> what a so crazy we're... time. But what's what's going on with you? Um just staying busy. Um another day in paradise over here, you know. Another so. day, another dollar. <laughs> Just uh, staying busy with work. I'm really, actually, uh, to be quite honest, COVID was very good for me. I hate to say that because I know it was so bad for so many people, but it did really good for me. So I'm sorry to, to everybody else whose business is truly uh, Yeah, suffering. unfortunately, we've been busier than ever as well, and that's I'm a sure. horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's domestic violence joke. Okay, but um, oh, so I did get to violence. see you. Yes, I, I got to. You. We saw each other in person. That was exciting. Congratulations on your final year as a board member <laughs> for the you. Clear Lake Area thank Chamber you, of you. Commerce. Congratulations on your fancy award. It was a very fancy plaque. Thanks. I got a fancy award. It was just for my last year as a diplomat chair. Yes. So but now it was still I'm... very fancy. <laughs> now you're now you've moved up. You're, I've moved up. You're super super fancy. I'm now. just a co chair now. I'm not a chair anymore. I'm oh, just a co chair. <laughs> but um, so yeah, what's what's going on? What you doing? I'm tell chilling. Us, tell I'm us chilling. about what you're doing. Okay. Well, I'm drinking water uh, because I have a dental appointment again tomorrow. So I can't drink alcohol the night before. So poor That's Ashley. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Every home remedy I have read has suggested alcohol. Like whiskey um, or like, or like what bourbon. kind of alcohol? Okay. Whiskey or bourbon, like to swish it or like to put a cotton ball of it onto your, the area that hurts. So have you um, tried it? No, I've tried – okay, I'm going to be honest. I've tried a lot of really crazy home remedies. Uh, so I read this one where you take <laughs> three teaspoons of honey. So for all of you suffering with tooth pain, just listen. This is dentist advice from Ashley Holmes. Um, <laughs> you take three teaspoons of honey and you put a teaspoon of cinnamon. You make like a sticky paste and you put it on your tooth. And I did this concoction in my office, so I feel really bad for the cleaning crew that comes at night. But anyways, um, I actually did it and it worked. Like, because yesterday was horrible. The pain was the worst it's been since I started having my pain. And uh, oh you put goodness. it on. It, it actually worked. It, it I guess because of the anti-inflammatory properties. Um, I was listening to some YouTube channel I found that has Theta Waves, I guess is how you say it. It's like music that subliminally, like, causes, like, anxiety relief and healing and i was like this is such bullshit and then i started listening and two hours later i'm still listening to it and it was working so i don't know if it was a mental thing in my head but i've been trying all kinds of crazy um concoctions too oh my god i have to look <laughs> Help that me get through until my dental appointment on thursday i'm dying so. okay well i just i hope that you <laughs> i hope that is more than you guys ever needed to know about my dental situation but you're welcome 
Well, your hair still looks fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you. All right. So what else? Oh, I'm drinking. drinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking Mini Boss because I'm a Mini Boss. Boss lady. And that is from Eureka Heights. Um, it's, mm, I love their. I love. I haven't can. had it in a while. I love it. It reminds me of our friend Ann Johnson, uh, our our uh, sex trafficking prosecutor, yeah. which I am, or you know, attorney. And so I'm, I'm really excited. She won her race that she was uh, fighting for down yeah. in uh, that part of that part of Harris County. But mini boss, mm. yeah. So when I, I'm a mini yeah. boss. When I can drink again, I've got a bunch of fetching labs sort of because fetching oh. labs in Texas City, but they closed they because of um, issues due to COVID and stuff. Anyway, so I've got a bunch of that stored up. We went and got a bunch of um, beers to go for future. So. Awesome. Well, hey, um, Saloon Door on December 5th is having a holiday. Uh, they're doing a release and okay. proceeds are going to go to Bay Area Turning Point. So if you are in awesome. the Houston Webster area, um, head over to Saloon Door and uh, try their new beer out. But they're also doing a toy drive. And uh, oh, if you're so interested awesome. in learning any information, uh, contact Janelle over at Saloon Door because she's the one. They're um, such great They people. are such great people. And I just love them so much. So uh, Jason and Janelle, thank you. Uh, and go and support your local brewery. If they are open, yes. Well, and wherever you live, you can pick up. You can pick they up to go, so and you yeah. can buy them in the grocery yeah. store, or you can do all that. We always try to stay local. Yeah. But um, we do want your recommendations for beers because if we can like purchase online, they will ship. So yeah. like, or you could just handle it. Or you- <laughs> so seriously, dudes, give us. I'll meet strangers for beer. <laughs> what? You'll meet strangers. I'll meet strangers for beer. <laughs> Remember when when we had the awesome <laughs> beer from Indiana? That was awesome. We just got the delivery. Mm, yes. I love that. From that so Mr. Good. Reed. What's up, Charlie? Yeah, All those right. are good. So, um, so, yeah. so give me your question do you or do... your trivia. Okay. Let's, let's do the question of the week first. Okay. And then I'll do the trivia because the trivia and question of the week are actually related. Okay. Um, So the question of the week was, what if you were on death row, what would your last meal and beverage of choice be? If I was on death row. We had some good answers. What would my last beverage? It -hmm. would be an IPA. Okay. Oh my gosh! I don't. Wow. I know this is a hard one. I don't have a. I don't. It, it would have to be just local. Let's do local IPA. I'm cool with that. I'm not going to be that, that. You know, whatever they can find. Um, local brewery, <laughs> and then for the food, gosh, I would have to do um, cheese enchiladas with refried mm. beans and Mexican rice with some chips. This is all from Lupe Tortilla. I'm sorry. This is all from Oh my gosh, it all all from Lupe Tortilla with the chips and then that that bean. Like the the Oh my god, it's my favorite. I have yeah, some in my the, fridge the, right it's, now. It's not the borracho <laughs> beans, but it's the it's their bean yeah. salsa kind the of thing. Yeah, thing. It's, yeah. It's it's like it's like full on like a borracho bean, but it's not. It's um but it's yeah. delicious. 
Yeah, and their salsa oh. is delicious. So yeah, just well, that would be a, a Lupe great tortilla. <laughs> would I want a margarita? Maybe, maybe if I was going on. I mean, it's your last meal. They'll give you whatever <laughs> Can I get you want. A margarita want? and an IPA. I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm just with a with a <laughs> dessert of tres leches cake. Yeah, oh. just a little. What was what would yours be? Um, so I would really want my grandmother's chicken and dumplings, Aww. but since she can't make them, the only one who would be able to do it would be my mom. And if I couldn't have that, I would just want really good bratwurst and sauerkraut from somewhere because I'm a big fan of the German food. So that what I grew about up like on. King's Beer Garden? So like that's local, I guess. Um, if yeah, if, come if, from there, if you yeah. If if if, if I was in. Death Row in League City or Pearland, yes, that would be you sufficient. Could be in, in Germany, um, bratwurst, sauerkraut, <laughs> yes, potato pancakes, oh. German chocolate cake. Like uh, I'm good with it. And then my drink would be Peace Porter wine, and that is because that is the first uh, wine I ever had, and that's the wine that my grandparents and I when used to drink seven. together. So it would be. Uh, I was eleven. I was close. I was good. Um. <laughs> So, anyways, that's what we used to drink together, and I just kind of want those memories, like you know, memories I was on death row. All alone in the moonlight. Oh, kidding. So, um, yeah, so I'm not totally not judging you um, on how young you were. When <laughs> oh, you that was when I started drinking with wine. your family. When I was a baby. My family used to put old duels in my bottle, so that really explains a lot about me now as an adult. So, you know. So lean back <laughs> your mother. That was my grandparents. <laughs> oh, um, I know. That's yes, yeah, who that's who raised you, right? But um, you were I born was. in a barn, and so there's um, <laughs> there's just so much you need to know. But actually, and you know what? If you're ever inclined to become a Toastmaster, <laughs> you should just come and hear Ashley. I'll tell you next time she's a star oh, uh, presenter because that's that's. The, the best, the best, the best, um, the best speeches. So are you ready for the trivia? Um, okay, so, okay, trivia. Right. Let's so, do it. So uh, these are facts about last meals in prison. So KFC oh is God. the n- number one most requested meal for most death row inmates. Um, psychologists say it's because KFC is like a comfort meal and that's probably chosen like their nostalgic state of mind. Uh, Texas actually abolished the last meal choice in 2011 so now everyone on death row gets whatever everyone else is getting for the day because they say it is extremely inappropriate to give a person sentenced to death such a privilege to choose such a good last meal like basically they don't deserve to have that they don't deserve kfc (laughs) or anything else uh apparently um, in Florida, last meals can actually come from local restaurants, but it can't be more than $40. Most of the time, the last meals are cooked in oh, prison. That's easy. Um, the origins of the last meal started way, like, in early, way, way, way back, like, before the 16th century. Uh, so, for decades in France, the to-be-executed were given a glass of rum. That was your last meal was a glass of rum. And then, Word. yeah, and then in it. the 16th century, England, the inmates actually shared a meal with their executioner. So that's fun. Uh, but but the notion of the modern last no. meal of what we know of it today was, of course, formed here in America. Um, and last meals are served actually a day or two before the actual execution, not actually the day of the execution. So it's not really their last meal, but 
Um, you need to mute your I know, computer. I know. <laughs> Guys, listen, I'm super important. So, I'm super you know VIP. You are important. But you know what's really interesting is that um, I've never thought that a last meal was just too nice for somebody. Like, I really thought of it as like, that's it. You're going. Well, it's, your, it's your final. So, like, you, you don't get much. You get like a priest if you, if you want. So Texas said the reason, uh, another main reason they stopped because they would spend all this money on giving them last meals and then they wouldn't eat them. They would just waste them. And so instead of spending taxpayers' money on last meals for prisoners. Oh, yeah. Um, and then here's the final. Okay. In 2020, there have been 14 executions with three more scheduled. All of them in the US? Yes, all of all of Ooh. them have been males. Uh 71% were white. Uh 14% were African American. 17 or excuse me, 7% Hispanic and 7% Native American. Texas had the most executions, um, and 93 of those executions were lethal injection with only one being uh, electrocution. The last female to be executed was in 2015. So a woman has in the United States hasn't been executed in the last five years. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's awesome. So that, that is my trivia. Um, I'm just gonna jump in. Just head on, head on. I'm gonna talk about a devil worshiping, worshiping hey. murder because that's always fun. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be talking about Pazuzu Algarod. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Pazuzu, Who? Pazuzu is what he goes by. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong because I say everything wrong, but it looks like Pazuzu. So we're just going with it so not a lot of known is that's really zuzu that's how it's (laughs) not a lot is known about this man's upbringing because he would often like reinvent stories about his childhood like he used to tell people he was from iraq that his father was a high priest just these crazy stories um but people who grew up around him and grew up with him said that from a very early age it was very clear he was mentally ill there were so many red flags. He harmed animals. He would consume alcohol. He started drugs at an early age. Um, but, you know, red flags are always ignored. So, always. Um, anyways. So, following. Um, so, the following is what is determined to be most accurate as to his childhood and how he got to where he was. So, he was actually born John Alexander Lawson. On August 12th, 1978, he was born in San Francisco. However, his family relocated to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where most of my family is from. I thought you said Wally. Raleigh, like, Raleigh, North Carolina. Like, I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, his mother was Cynthia and his father was Timothy. Unfortunately, once they moved to North Carolina, they ended up divorcing in 1990. Um, so when his parents divorced, John continued living with his mom in a town called Clemens, North Carolina, back to California. So, yeah, like, no, like Clemens, like, like your name. Like Clemens? Um, so in 1998, his mother got remarried to like a man Clemens? named oh, Johnny right. uh, Larry Hames. So Cynthia, Johnny, and John lived together in a town called Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, which is very close to Clemens. Yeah. So anyways, so... This the house that they were living in together is the house that became the scenes for some very 
gruesome crimes and stuff. And the mother and the stepfather were not living there. I don't know where they were living when all of the things I'm about to tell you happened, but they still owned the house. Um, so things oh. escalated, I'd say, rather quickly. Uh, John dropped out of high school. He legally changed his name to Pazuzu Algarod and turned into an avowed Satanist and drug dealer. Um, so... Yes, went from being a normal child, okay, just a natural progression, normal, of, to drug. Yes, um, I don't know. It okay, didn't so specify he was how exactly old, how old he was, point. but he was like he was only like six, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, okay. yeah. so he dropped okay. out pretty early on in high school, changed his name oh, to okay, Pazuzu, okay, okay. turned into the Satanist and drug dealer. Um, so, if you're not aware, Pazuzu is the name of the king of demons. In ancient uh, Mesopotamian mythology, it's mentioned a, like, listen, we all know I can't pronounce words. Um, okay, well, anyways, he, it's, you he's said it right, featured though. in, in a lot of the pop culture That's we right. know, like the exorcist. That was the main demon. Yes, yeah, so that's where he gets his name from. Yeah. Oh, so he wanted, oh, so he wanted to ostracize himself from society oh, wow. as much as he okay. possibly could. He okay. just hated society. Um, he he had such a yes, he did. Um, but did yes, he have he a did. Facebook page? Um, and we'll get to that. Oh actually. my god! So under this new <laughs> made-up identity that he just chose for himself, oh he claimed to be of Iraqi descent with a Satanist mother. For a short period of time, he really, like, just tried to portray himself as this Iraqi Muslim, particularly on Facebook. But he wasn't a, a practice. Like, he didn't practice Islam. He wasn't from, a, like, Iraq. Like, and it never explained, like, why he wanted to portray this. And his mother was so far from Satanist. It's insane. Um, so, like, I'm not really sure why he focused on that. And, and nothing that I read, it explained why he was pushing that so much. He... He proclaimed himself to be a self-styled combination of Charles Manson, Anton LaVey, and Alice, uh, Alistair Crowley. Crowley. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So he said he was we a combination of Alistair those three Crowley. Men. We need to so, do that. So shockingly, this is not what terrified people who knew him. That's right. There is more. Wow. Um. That is actually the least of how this story goes. Uh, so Pazuzu had jagged teeth that he filed to sharp par- uh, points with a tool. Like he took a tool, an electric tool of some kind, and sawed <gasps> his teeth into jagged points. Um, his his real teeth. Wait, his his fake teeth. Uh, so his tongue was split <gasps> in the oh middle, gosh, and he so tattooed much. his entire body in demonic symbols, like from head to toe. He had tattoos on his entire body. Um, he often talked about animal and human sacrifices, and the interior of his home, which, like I said, belonged to his mother and where him, his mother, and stepfather lived. I don't know where the step parent or where the parents went to because they're in this story, but they're not in this house for any of the stuff that happened. So they obviously moved somewhere else and gave him the house. Um, anyways. So if you just picture like what you would think a stereotypical Satanist house would look like, like the decorations, uh, that's, that's pretty much what the house looked like. So, uh, 
I will post pictures of when we post because it was oh like gosh, disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. It got really gross. Um, so I'll describe Please. all of that later. So according to a psychiatrist, Pazuzu oh bathed n- no more than once a year and had not brushed his teeth in years because claiming that personal hygiene strips the body of its defenses and warding off infection and illness. Um, his behavior was a major rebellion against Clemens, which was the town they were living in, um, because it's residents uh, and it's residents because the town was known for being heavily Christian. So this was like his way of like a big F you to the people that lived there. I just want to add a side note here because I just mentioned that he took no more than one bath a year and didn't brush his teeth. He didn't only have one fiance. He had two. That's so gross. Um, he had a really good way of attracting women. Oh, what? His two fiances were named Amber no. uh, Burke and Crystal Matlock, which I'll talk about more later. But I just, he bathed once a year, didn't brush his teeth. Dude. He had two. He didn't bathe. fiances, people. So if you're single, I don't know what you're doing wrong, but this guy had two fiancés. So. <laughs> just, nope. Um, nope. Anyways, his former classmate <laughs> no. said his interest in Satanism began when he started using drugs and that his, like, weirdness and all that stuff were really only magnified by his claims that he could control the weather, um, which is what the demon Pazuzu, the actual demon, could do. He could control weather, and it was said that he would, like, this Pazuzu would try to attempt black magic. Um, so like any good demon, uh, the Church of Satan was just too tame and boring for him. And so he began indulging in more hardcore and violent oh Satanism God. rituals. The Church of Satan was just not where he wanted to be. He thought they were too lame, that they were too uh, soft, basically, and not what he what he was looking for. He wanted to be more hardcore. He wanted to be the Satanist. So in really shocking news to everyone listening, Pazuzu had a troubled history with the law. I know. So shock. Uh, In 2000. Shocker. Oh, yeah. You looked him up, right? He kind of looks like a young Um, Kurt Cobain. So in 2008, he he was convicted of larceny and was put on parole. In 2011, he was convicted of misdemeanor assault for putting his mother in a chokehold. His girlfriend at the time, he only had one at the time, and her name was Amber, who would later become one of the fiancés, was also accused in a separate assault on the mother um, in in August of the same year. She also tried to choke the mother. Um, She was put on probation for a year. Two months into her probation... Amber was charged with assault and battery for striking someone else, but her probation was not revoked. Oh a God. year earlier, Pazuzu, uh, he was arrested in connection to the shooting death of a man named Joseph Chandler, who was a 30-year-old man from Clemens. Joseph was found dead by a gunshot wound by the uh, Yadkin River, where Pazuzu allegedly indulged in black magic rituals and animal sacrifices. However, the man arrested for this murder ended up being a man named Nicholas, and he was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. So at the time, the police asked Pazuzu, do you know Nicholas? Do you know who this man is? And he was like, no, I have no idea. But in another shocking twist to this story, Nicholas was living with Pazuzu. Um, 
Fun times. So at that point, when they found out that Nicholas oh was living gosh. there and that he was totally lying and absolutely 100% knew who the shooter was, uh, Puzuzu was charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter. And he was convicted in 2012, but he only got probation. So while in custody, while in custody, psychiatrists wow. interviewed him again and determined he had schizophrenia, uh, ag- agoraphobia, and alcoholism, um, but they said he was being treated and he was mentally competent to stand trial. So he was able to stand trial. He got probation. So, you know, all of these red flags happening between him and his girlfriend and the people he hangs out with. Um, but none of these psychos were ever locked up for any significant amount of time. Like they were just, I mean, <laughs> it gets crazy. Um, so yeah, they they never really got locked up or spent time. They always got probation for all these crimes that have happened thus far. So I'm going to talk to oh you gosh. about this little house of horrors that Pazuzu was running. So basically anybody oh that wanted to come to this house could come to this house. He, he allowed all of his followers. He tracked misfits and outcasts. Like it was just his thing. So his house became this hub for them. He had followers. He, he had his followers? friends described him as charming and like just had this. They said it was very much like Charles Manson, where he just had this charisma about him that that just you know brought people to him. Um, but let me describe this this wonderful, amazing resort to you uh, because you know this is where I would flock to. Um, so his his house became this hub of outfits and for misfits and outcasts. So they could come and stay for as long as they wanted. Um, they didn't have to pay him anything. He absolutely did not care zero percent what they did to his house or in his house. There were no rules. So activities in the home included self harm, drinking the blood of birds, performing re- yes, drinking the blood what? of birds. Performing rabbit sacrifices, doing copious amounts of drugs, staging ritual orgies, and the house was just so disgusting. Like, ugh, up. Oh my god, that's not even the worst Ew, with part. With all those I orgies, to the worst yuck. I haven't even gotten to the all worst those part. germs in your um, vagina. So, I, like I said, I'll post mm-hmm. pictures of the inside of this house, mm-hmm. like from the crime scene stuff. It is so disgusting. Um. So the pictures made me want to throw up, honestly. Anyways, the house was in dire conditions. There was garbage everywhere, decaying animal carcasses lying around, blood smeared on the walls. Human feces was piled up in different corners of the house. Every single investigator reported it was reeking of decay. Um, Satanic messages and pentagrams were painted all over the property. There were phrases such as evil will triumph. This is the house of devil worship. Uh, the house of devil worshippers that was like written all over the property, the the pool outside, the house inside, outside the garage. Um, there were inverted crosses on the walls, pictures of demons. There was mold everywhere. Uh, it was said that there was not a single clean spot in the whole house. And according to neighbors, when a door or window was open, swarms of thousands of flies would try to escape. And the investigators reported the house smelling like decaying flesh. Um, neighbors said that the house could be smelled oh from God. a distance and smell of urine, body odor, animal feces, and alcohol. Um, so now that you have 
that visual. So like a bar on like oh, yeah. uh, Saturday night. It was gross. Gross. The pictures were really <laughs> so disgusting. Gross. Like like I've seen some crazy shit on hoarders and stuff, oh, but this I was like just disgusting. I don't know how anyone could live there. I mean, even on well, drugs, there were so I don't many under... people. Why do uh, saint worshippers that... have to be so gross? Like, why can't they have some self? Hire a maid, Jesus! Come on, saint worshippers, be better. At least just bring be her better. to the house. Um. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, up, again, Satanist. advice from Ashley Holmes, 2020. Um, <laughs> after Pazuzu was arrested in 2011, <laughs> authorities wanted to keep tabs on him because they were like, "Well, he's suspect." So they previously had issued a search warrant to investigate his backyard based on a tip they had received from his own mother. Um, However, and I'll explain that again, like the whole tip that she gave them. But when they went there, they didn't have enough evidence. And so they didn't know where to look. Um, The mother had told them that Amber, his wife or fiance or whatever this time, had shot a man and buried the body in their backyard. Police searched didn't find anything. Um, so for the next three years, the police just kind of kept tabs on him. And then on October 5th, uh, 5th 2014, the sheriff's office with the assistance of North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation, the North Carolina State University Forensics Unit, and the medical examiner's office from Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center executed a second search warrant that uncovered shallow graves in the backyard containing skeletal remains. Um, I don't know. They, How was that they showed the graves. They were pretty shallow. Like it was just dirt. Uh, I mean, so Pazuzu, 35 years old at this point, and his self-proclaimed wife, Amber, who was 24, were both charged with murder. They weren't legally married, but on Facebook, they said they got married on November 1st of 2019. Um, he considered themselves married, but... Whatever, it's not legal. Um, so both were charged with murder and accessory after the fact. Then enters fiance number two. Crystal Matlock, who was 28 at the time, was arrested the following day and charged with accessory after the fact. So initially, the, they found two bodies and they could they didn't know who they were. But authorities said the remains um, would be identified as two men, Joshua Welzer and Tommy Welch. So they were buried in the backyard around five years before they were found. Joshua was last seen in 2019 and uh, reported missing in 2010. And Tommy was also last seen in 2019. Basically, had they gone to the house and found the first body, the second man never would have been killed if they had listened to them. 2019, 2014. The first man was killed in 2019 and was reported missing in 2010. They got arrested in 2014. Yes. 2009. Was when the first. Use it. Okay. Not 2019. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. 20, I'm sorry. 2009. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah. 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 And was reported okay, missing okay, okay. in t- 2010. Tommy, the second man, was last okay. seen in 2009. Um, anyways. So Joshua had ended up at Pazuzu's house because where he was living, the electricity had been turned off and he had just kind of heard like this was a place to hang out and like he wanted to have friends and stuff. So he asked if he could sleep on the couch and they was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, 
When asked Ooh. why he murdered Joshua, one of Pazuzu's friends claimed that he wasn't in his right mind, that he was on drugs and alcohol, and probably didn't know what he was doing in the moment. So, uh, um, okay. at that point, Amber wasn't in the house, but he called Ugh. her to come and help him move the body when it was time to move the body. So, she, that's why she got charged. Mm-hmm. Um, that's- so, after being arrested, all three of them were detained in prison. Uh, Pazuzu was moved to Central Prison in Raleigh in May of 2015 on a safekeeping order due to his mental health issues. And on October 28th, 2015, at around 3 a.m., he was found unresponsive in his cell. His left arm had been sliced open and attempts to uh, bring him back failed and he was pronounced dead at 4.20 in the morning. Officials claim he died of severe blood loss caused by a deep wound to a major blood vessel and ruled his death as a suicide. Now, further down, I'm going to tell you about a lady who says that's not true because they never released what he killed himself with. Like, they never said what they found in his cell. There was no actual proof that he necessarily killed himself. So I don't know why they would lie about it. But anyways, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Um... On March 9th, 2017, Amber, the first wife, took a plea deal of second-degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact to murder. Tommy Welch had been reported, um, had reportedly been at Pazuzu's home along with Amber and some others. Prosecutors said Amber shot him twice in the head with a 22 caliber rifle <gasps> as he sat on the couch. She, she wanted to rob him, so she just <gasps> shot him. Um, she was sent. This is the man that the mother told the police about, and oh. and they went there and claimed they didn't see the grave. So she that would have been a fresh grave. She was sentenced to a minimum of thirty years and eight months in prison, with a max of thirty nine years and two months. And it was determined that that same rifle was used months earlier. By a Pazuzu to shoot the other victim, Joshua. Um, so here's oh the gross gosh. part. From decomposition decompos- uh, evidence found inside the home, it's believed that they left the bodies to lay inside the residence for over two weeks before burying them. So they were just letting these bodies. Did everybody? They were just letting that. them. Everybody decay. Nobody that. in the house cared. Everyone was there when. Oh no! Oh, yeah. The neighbors would smell that. I don't know how far apart the houses are, but if they said they could smell rotting flesh, uh, <laughs> if you can smell the investigators flesh, said they could smell rotting, rotting flesh, flesh, not the neighbors. Oh my um, god! So Crystal Matlock pled guilty to conspiracy to accessory after the fact of first degree murder on June fifth, twenty seventeen, and she was sentenced to a minimum of three years and two months, with a max of four years and ten months in prison. So after the arrest. Uh, Pazuzu, Amber, and Crystal, um, they were all, you know, arrested. Um, Pazuzu supposedly killed himself. Amber and Crystal were sentenced to very short prison terms. Um, so, so the investigators went and they collected all, took all of these disgusting photos of the house. Um, the house was deemed unlivable for humans. And it was completely demolished. They, it was so bad that they just, (gasps) a code officer reported hundreds of dead flies, um, hundreds of living flies, feces, 
urine that had been ground into the flooring and walls, decaying animal parts, dried blood-like substance, and blood-like substance. Dried what? Animal cages with carcasses in the cages. And, yeah. And so the lot ended up being sold to some neighbors. They were all just glad. They didn't want them to move back in or try to do anything crazy. So they just um, got rid of it completely. So there's been a lot of criticism about how the police covered this and how the news covered it. There was a, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Pazuzu's mother reported him, reported him and, and actually another woman had reported him too. And the police didn't do anything. They had received a number of tips and didn't follow up on them. Um, On August 3rd, 2009, a lady named Tarina Billings told the sheriff's office that her father, Alan Billings, had helped uh, Pazuzu bury a body in in their backyard, like in Pazuzu's backyard. Like her father had gone over there and helped him bury a body. She told the police this. And this was around the same time that the mother had said, hey, they've got bodies back there. And this supposedly couldn't find them. So on February 9th, 2010, Stacy Carter reported that a friend had told her that Josh, the the man that had been shot, um, which was her ex-boyfriend and the father of her child, had also been buried on the property, which is, is the body that the neighbor had helped to bury. So Josh had been buried on the ground. So she told them this and she told his mother this. And Cynthia went with her to the police in November of 2011 again and told the detectives that her son and her son's wife had murdered, had murdered someone. They didn't know about the second one, but they knew, um, you know, that, that this had happened, that this murder had happened. So over the next two years, the sheriff's department received multiple tips of the crime. Um, And even though the bodies remained where they were originally buried for five years, they were not discovered until October 2014. So the police had had one search warrant before that, you know, early on and claimed they didn't see the shallow graves anywhere in the backyard. When I say shallow, it's pretty much like a dirt pile. Um, So... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, 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 like it, a newly dug grave that they went and tried to investigate. Either unless it was covered up. I don't know. The pictures made it just look like a dirt like, pile. They didn't dig very far. You know, like a mound. Maybe it's because it didn't have a marker that said "dead bodies here." I mean, I don't know. There's like <laughs> two like oval shaped dirt piles. Like, Probably oh, just, a, just dog. a garden. But my question is, when they went to do the search warrant stuff. for the backyards. Did they not smell the house at that time? Did they not see the inside of I the mean, house? Because uh, like they said, no, they did. that was he after. That was, it was after. That was when they uh, got arrested uh, and they actually uh, found the bodies. When they served the first search warrant, nothing happened. Oh they weren't arrested. They claimed there wasn't enough evidence. They couldn't find the bodies. But if they do a search warrant, yeah, the search warrant was just for the backyard, but they had to open the front door. You're telling me you didn't see flies come out or smell rotting bodies or. Listen, this man 
spent 20, a better part of 20 years, about 20 years ish doing this Satan thing. That's a lot. His, his mom probably was like, peace. I can't help you. Keep the house. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just keep the house. Um, so, you know, the, like I said, the bodies have remained that where guy. they were buried Oof. to begin with, uh, even though they had decayed in the house for quite some time. So national and international coverage pretty much ignored this fact. And they instead, was you know, were going on and on about Pazuzu's Satanism. Like they were focusing on him yeah, and not focusing right. on the victims at all. And that really pissed off a lot of people. Um, you know, they ignored the fact that the police off the police departments had these tips and didn't do anything, even though they may not have been able to prevent necessarily murders they could have prevented a lot of things that happened after and these people wouldn't have been free for so long um and there was never a true explanation of why they did the things they did like he never said why he shot joshua the only explanation that there ever was was that his friend said he wasn't in his right mind that he was high on drugs and drinking and he just shot him to shoot him so um so this horrific story was a feature on Viceland. It's a, it's a five-part series, and it was filmed. It's called The Devil You Know, and it was by a lady named Patricia Gillipsy. Um, She was so disgusted by the way the media was covering this story and how other journalists were covering this story. She thought it was she thought it was so terrible that um, basically they were focusing on him. You know, they weren't focusing on the families of the victims. They weren't focusing on any of the important things. Or the victims. Yeah, like she was She was just basically, so she started this and the series itself um, focuses on the victims it has a lot of interviews with, like, the police officers, the investigators. Um, I believe his mother was interviewed on there. Uh, people that he went to school with. Um, the police department. So, and she describes the series as deconstructing the sens- sensational- uh, sensationalism surrounding the case. Um, so she was the writer, director, and producer of the five-part series. Um and she she didn't believe she didn't believe in Satan, and she also didn't believe that you know Satan was responsible for the murder of these people, and she didn't believe that she refers to Bazuzu as John Lawson. She doesn't really refer to him by the name he gave himself, and she doesn't believe that he became a murderer as a result of those satanic beliefs. Um, this is what she said about it. And, and, you know, this is kind of true because mental illness gets ignored so often. And so <laughs> so what she said was he had a very serious mental – he had very serious mental health issues that presented from a very young age. And his family didn't have ne- the money necessary to take care of those problems. Yeah. And then he was ostracized. Resources yeah. are a huge thing. Yeah. And then he was ostracized in a lot of communities he certainly had his little group and his following of fellow misfits, poor people who felt abandoned by society, um, <clears throat> which is why they were attracted to him. I think if you had, in, you know, if someone had, 
you know, interceded with the kid when he was 13 years old, he might have become a productive member of society or at very least not harmed as many people. Um, So basically, there's a lot in her series where she talks about how, you know, it's really sad in a lot of these cases, especially with children or minors who commit these crimes, you know, they're kind of left unattended or they don't get the resources schools just kind of don't know what to do with them their parents don't know what to do with them they they don't have the access to mental health facilities and so then they end up committing these crimes and they get put in jail and they don't get help in jail so they get out and then they just keep on going and they attract people like that because they all feel the same right like they don't have anywhere to go um so then in regards to the suicide, she says the, the specific circumstances of his death remain mysterious. While uh, with police withholding considerable amounts of information from the public, including exactly how he died, um, specifics about the wound, whether there were any weapons in his sound or in his cell, why he wasn't being watched on suicide watch, um, or if he had ever attempted suicide before. Some of the people interviewed in The Devil, you know, were not entirely sure if the situation in reality was a suicide. There is one theory. uh, Well, when when they found him, he had refiled his teeth to points again. So somehow he got something to file his teeth. And And one theory said he used his sharpened teeth to cut his own arm. But the police never confirmed that. The police said the only thing in his cell was an electric razor. Um, but the electric razor could not have created the um, wound that was on his arm because it started like way up here at your elbow, like where your elbow joint is and went all the way down his arm. Yeah, like the whole, it, you know, it was like a, it was a clean. Cut. You can't put your feet, th- your teeth there, feet. You can't put your teeth there. <laughs> um, I mean, not, not like a suicide. To, like you would was, have you. Yeah. You would have a, a bite mark. Yeah. You'd have to have a, bite. you couldn't like, ah. yeah. And you know, a lot of people cut, you know, across, but he, he cut all the way down and it was, everybody to tried to bite the inside of your elbow. Go. <laughs> I can't even bend my arm, but anyways, I mean, I could get yeah. there, but I couldn't go. I couldn't like drag it. Yeah. So drag it. There was right. a lot of unknowns really about it. They just did a basically a closed case. But again, um, it was never really explained why he might have done it or why um, they would have done a cover up. But I mean, it's the justice system. So I don't really know. Like, I believe in cops and I believe they're not all bad. But that is a pretty suspicious situation. I don't know why they wouldn't just say what what he killed himself with. So I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm just presenting what she said. So her last quote is, when it comes to the suicide, I'm never going to have the facts about those things. At the very least, it shouldn't have happened. Whatever sharp objects were used, the fact is this guy died and there was such a vague press conference about it. It's frightening. That to me is the real horror story here. Um, so like I said, it's on Viceland. It's a five part series. It's called the devil. You know, it talks about the case. It talks about her, um, like how she feels like there should be more mental health resources out there for people and how things like this could be prevented. Um, it's actually a pretty good, um, 
pretty good series. I'm sure you've seen the series. Um, I'm not sure where I saw it. It was probably on Netflix, but it was about young young kids who have just these super violent tendencies. Like young, oh, I haven't seen that. Very young, yeah. and the 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 moms that are having to deal. You oh know, gosh. with yeah. with that, and it's this. Uh, it, it might be an ink. I don't know. I wish it I could remember. Like, yeah. I, but I watched. But it was like these these parents with other young children in yeah. the house, and how they are fearful for their children mm. while still loving their other child. Yeah. But, you know, they go to different therapies and and God help you if you don't have the the money to Mm -hmm. send your kid or if there's there aren't public resources that can say here, send your kid here. And I know that these aren't like this isn't just like one family in the whole country that's experiencing this. I know that I've seen I mean, these were from all over all over the world. And it's this idea, like, how do I love my child who they do love, but they're scared of them? Yeah. Like, they physically just physically abuse their parents and their siblings. I think I have seen something like that. I mean, it's it's certainly something that's underrepresented, but it's like, what would happen if that, those kids, if the parents just gave up? Like, they don't have any, they don't know where else to go. Yeah. Um, and you know what's kind of sad? Because in this story, like I said, he he was only 35 at the time he was arrested. His one wife was only 24, and the other one was only 28. I mean, that's not exactly young, young, but they all started this when they were teenagers. So he was like, like the, 20-something. 20, 20 I mean, yeah, for 20-something well, years. So she he was 13 when he started kind of... So, according to their Facebook, they got married in 2019, which would have made her, like, 18 or 17. Yeah, well, they got arrested in 2014. So, 2000. And she was 24. She was 24 in in 2014. Yeah, you keep saying 2019. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. 2009, (laughs) people. Sorry. Anytime I say 2019, (laughs) just know I'm talking about 2009. (laughs) So, they got – she was 24 in in 2014. Right. But they supposedly got married in 2009, which means they were dating and engaged before that. So she was a teenager when she originally met him. Yeah, that's Um, crazy. So, you know, it's just, it's a shame. But yeah, so they ended up killing, they ended up having this house of horrors that was so disgusting, living in this filth, believing in all this stuff. They killed two men one for absolutely no reason, and one because she just wanted to kill somebody they, and rob them. But, but the question, <clears> I guess, <throat> is: Do they really believe this stuff, or was it yes. a, a mental health break? Was it was it something like? Did, were they were they worshiping Satan? They was there like routinely a pentagram? Per, was there so, the, so there were pentagrams all over the house? There were pictures of demons all over the did house. They there belong were to the Church of. No, because they thought the Church of Saint was too tame. So were th- so they were doing their own. They did their own animal sacrifices in the house. Mm-hmm. So they were doing animal sacrifices. I'm not, like, I'm not saying that they weren't really yeah. like Satanists. I just kind of feel like they no, were no. just on a lot so of drugs with mental. They health. were practicing. <laughs> bla- they were practicing black magic routinely. Practicing black magic. 
They routinely did animal sacrifices. Blech. Drank the blood of they drank the blood of animals. Oh my god! They had um, ritual orgies in the name of Satan. So whatever that looks like, I don't really know. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> but that's but they had them routinely in this disgusting house. I don't understand how because like the house was literally. I mean, I know you keep saying it, but it was so disgusting. Um, All the germs. So. Ugh. Yeah, so like I said, they they did all of these things. They proclaimed to really be Satan worshippers and Bless it. be yeah. So they they truly believed it. Now, if they really were or not, but they honestly in inside of them believed they were. So that is my story wow. about John Lawson about Pazuzu, aka Pazuzu. And Amber and Crystal. Crystal didn't actually ever kill anybody. I think she just got roped into a really bad situation. And because she didn't report it. Sure. She got charged with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's not She's not the one that killed anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still a part so. of it. There's still there's still. Well, that's what I'm saying. She, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what she got charged with is an accessory because she didn't report them to the police. All right, so you want to do some answers to the question? <laughs> yes, please, please. Let's yes. let's talk about food. Mm. Mm. Who's got a appetite <laughs> after hearing about orgies and, and a dirty house? blood or whatever God. it was? Blah. All right, so uh, Glenn <laughs> Glad says it would have to be a seafood platter and a pint of cider and a pint of Guinness. Oh, so he's, he's so doing two. What is that? A Yeah, he's doing two, so I'm going to take it. All right. But isn't like cider and Guinness something? What is that called? I don't know. Oh. Someone tell me. All right. S- Susan says <laughs> something smelly. You asked why. And she said, because when a person dies, they lose their lunch right through their pants. <laughs> And I would want the ones who gave me the injection to smell my shit That's for my the mother, rest of folks. the day. That is my mother. You guys wonder where I get it from. There you go. That's my mother. <laughs> All right. Leanne says, if the final meal would be real soon before death so as to avoid heartburn, I would want a nice juicy steak, medium rare, mm, and God, Bailey's coffee. Really All right. Wow. <laughs> very specific. All right, uh, Dan says curried goat with sweet potato gnocchi and cashews from Compare Lapine in New Orleans with a New Zealand Pinot Grigio. I don't know how much of that I butchered, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, uh, Catherine says a cheeseburger with all the things oh. on it with a side of yes, lobster girl. and garlic butter and a side of filet. Yes, Rare. Girl. Sweet tea. I think I'm a little hungry. <laughs> GD says, I would request Chinese 1,000 year eggs and then sit back and wait. <laughs> I had to look that up. If you, do you know what 1,000 year old eggs are, or 1,000 year eggs? I didn't know what it was until I looked it up. Okay, so what is it's it? It's like these eggs, like they literally age them for 1,000 years. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be like huh. just like your mom, just a smelly it's like mess. They look coming black, out. kind of. Um, uh, and like, uh, I forgot what they said about him, but it was really weird. Uh, Keep reading no. and I'll look it back up. No. No. Okay. So John says Cinnabon, hands down, says I'm allergic to cinnamon if I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> and a fifth of, what is that? Um, Ciroc. 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 Where? Who are you reading? Ciroc. Sure. 
C I R O C. Oh, that's, that's a that's liquor. Vodka. I don't know what that is. Okay, that's vodka. Yeah, that's all right. Jesse says. Oh. Okay, so real quick, century eggs are preserved eggs, hundred year eggs, thousand year eggs. Um, they are a delicacy in. Uh-huh. They are so gross. They're literally black and slimy looking, and you open them up, and it's like black rings. Like the yolk is black. Everything about it's black. <clears throat> um. But it's a delicacy made by preserving duck and chicken or quail eggs in a mixture of clay, ash, salt, quicklime, and rice holes. I just, sure. Thanks. Mm. Mm. Tasty. Okay, Jesse says chicken shawarma, hummus, baba ganoush, uh, kibay, roasted eggplant, eggplant curry, masala chai, Chicken Barana Baklava. Now I'm gonna sit back and listen to Ashley Helms slaughter on all you, these Jessie, names and struggle. Cat mispronounced them, so jokes on name. you. How much did I mispronounce? Um, well, it's chicken biryana. <laughs> it's baklava, baklava, um, baklava. Well, technically, you're supposed to say I it think baklava. I said, like. It's not I, a that's va. That's what I said, baklava. No, not baklava. 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 No, I can't say it now that I'm trying. Wingardium Leviosa. Not Wingardium Leviosa. Baba Ganoush. I know. I just wanted to All say right. it. And then Rosalind Turner says, crusty fresh bread and butter and a caramel latte. Oh fan. Task. I know. I'm so hungry right now. I didn't <laughs> eat dinner. That is delicious. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for answering. Please uh, hop on later because we're still going to yes. enjoy those answers, even if we are not reading them on on air. But, you know, shout out to all of you faithful listeners and for answering our questions of the week. And for it is such a fun time. And thank it's you for sticking with us, no matter how much we fuck up every episode when I try to upload them. <laughs> the upload issues are always me. Um... I, I don't know what I have an issue with. Uh, anyways, we're on all the platforms. We are everywhere, so please tell your friends about us. There's no excuse for them to not listen because they can even listen on our website. Um, send us all the stories, all of the things. Question of the weeks. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Question I mean, that's of the it. week, whatever. Just that's money. it. If you want to send listen. us money, send us money. Beer. <laughs> Listen, it's almost the end of 2020. We're we're creeping up on the Thanksgiving in the United States. It already happened in Canada. Um, all these all these things are going on. It's almost the end of the year. And my so, birthday's next uh, Friday, so feel free to send me presents. Oh, I was telling our listeners that my birthday is the next Friday, so they can send me right, presents. That's right, next Friday. You can send <laughs> it's a your national presents holiday. to. Anyways, we're going to celebrate all things Ashley on the 20th of (laughs) November. But um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we know if you've made it this far, you (laughs) are indeed a fan. But we love you. Be kind to one another uh, and stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.